0: Welcome to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Hey, how are you doing? I am super excited to be here on another special show. We have got just an incredible show for you. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. We are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar & Grill, Christie's Cafe, and Local Grounds Coffee Company. This is episode 561 on this Tuesday, Valentine's Day, February the 14th, 2023. I promise that I will not pull all my focus and energy on a show on Valentine's Day. This is a special day because I will make sure that I spend time with my spouse and my two kids. But we do have a busy day. I mean, my youngest has got soccer practice. But we already went out on Super Bowl Sunday, which is probably the best time to go out to a restaurant on Super Bowl Sunday when a whole lot of people are having Super Bowl parties. The restaurants are not as packed. On the show today, we do have the Bracketology 101 show with all the top five teams that were upset over the weekend. Has my number one seeds changed? Also, the Atlanta Hawks lose once again to the Charlotte Hornets. I don't know what is going on with the Atlanta Hawks. and Can they play a little defense? Seriously, no defense in that game last night. And we also have high school basketball area tournaments for Georgia. And we got the state championships going on in Alabama. I will try to cover as much as I can here on the show. And I also want to reflect back. It is the 40th anniversary of both Georgia basketball programs making it to the Final Four. I will talk about that special time on the campus of Athens. So because of the World Baseball Classic taking place this year, pitchers and catchers will report early. They reported as early as yesterday. But we do have some teams where pitchers and catchers are reporting tomorrow. I cannot believe this, but for the Atlanta Braves, pitchers and catchers report on February the 16th, spring training games begin on February 24th and 25th as the Major League Baseball regular season begins March the 30th. And I tell you, it has been a very tough year for Philadelphia sports fans. The Philadelphia Union lost the MLS Cup to LAFC. The Philadelphia Phillies lose to the Houston Astros in the World Series, four games to one. And recently, the Philadelphia Eagles lose in heartbreak fashion to the Kansas City Chiefs, 38-35, to in the Super Bowl. You know, I actually took a day just to reflect back on the Super Bowl, and I was listening to Sports Talk Radio. I wanted to see everybody's opinions. I was watching First Take and Undisputed, listening to Colin Cowherd, like I always do when I try to get ready for a show. I listen to other sports talk show hosts because I like to hear opinions from all different sides. It was a great Super Bowl, ruined by that call. Otherwise, it probably would have been an all-timer. It was the third most-watched Super Bowl in television history. But an observation from me after listening to sports talk radio for a day was that the Eagles' defense, even though they had a historic regular season, They weren't as good in the Super Bowl. They could not stop Patrick Mahomes. I think that the 30-minute halftime show really helped Patrick Mahomes' injury, and he looked like Superman in that second half. He put on the cape, and the Eagles' defense did not touch him once. I don't even think he was pressured. See, the Eagles had a very easy regular season, played a lot of mediocre quarterbacks. They had a great regular season. They got home field advantage, they faced a Giants team that was falling apart in the playoffs and they faced a 49ers team that didn't even have their fourth string quarterback I still believe if Brock Purdy does not get hurt that the 49ers beat the Eagles in the NFC championship and now the moment you've all been waiting for on a Tuesday like I do every Tuesday it is the Bracketology 101 show and I hope that you're getting your brackets ready look I know that Selection Sunday is not until March the 12th, and then the first round of the NCAA tournament will be March 14th. And then you got March 16th and 17th, that first two days of the NCAA tournament, which is going to be great. I think that Kennesaw State makes it into this tournament. I guarantee it, that Kennesaw State's going to make it into this tournament. All right, so here we go. My Bracketology show, and every week I'm going to add another seed. So I've made it all the way to six seeds. So here are your number one seeds. Alabama is the overall number one seed. They are ranked number one in the AP poll for the first time in 20 years. And so Alabama's the number one seed, followed by Purdue. I know that Purdue lost to Northwestern. An unranked Northwestern on the road on a Sunday during the Super Bowl. Nobody really paid attention. But Purdue, still a number one seed, just not an overall number one seed. The Houston Cougars are also a number one seed. And then I had to tweak my bracket just a little bit because of that upset loss that Texas suffered against Texas Tech last night. Texas Tech beats Texas 74-67, to and now you also add the University of Miami beating North Carolina in Chapel Hill. Does North Carolina get out of this tournament? Are they now in my first four out? All right, so I do have one more number one seed to add, and I think it's going to be Arizona. And the only reason why it's Arizona by default because if they win the Pac-12 they're going to get a number 1 seed. All these teams are losing to unranked teams. There's so much parity in college basketball and it's mainly because of NIL. So those are my number 1 seeds. My number 2 seeds, my first number 2 seed is going to be Texas. You know, they're going to be in a dogfight with Kansas. I think whoever wins the Big 12 could get a number 1 seed as well. Tennessee's a number 2 seed, UCLA and Kansas. My number three seeds, Baylor. You know, they did get a big win over West Virginia last night. Virginia, Kansas State, and Gonzaga. You know, Gonzaga is still going to stay strong at a number three seed. I know that they've lost some games. Number four seeds are Indiana, Miami, Xavier, and Marquette. With Miami's win over North Carolina, does that make Miami number three seed? You know, Miami had a very incredible run last year in the NCAA tournament, reaching the Elite Eight, had a lead on Kansas, but lost to the eventual national champions. I think Miami's just having a great year, and I think that Jim Laranega is an outstanding coach. Remember, this is the same coach that took George Mason to the Final Four in 2006. All right, I know I'm getting off subject here. Number 5 seed's... St. Mary's, Creighton, NC State, and San Diego State. I know that the body of work for San Diego State and their strength of schedule might hurt them. They might not be a number five seed, but they're a number five seed in my book. All right, this is the seeds that I'm adding this week. The number six seeds Providence, TCU, Auburn. What is Auburn doing in the number six seed? They're unranked. How did Auburn get here? And then Iowa State. Well, Auburn got here because I think that Auburn's going to run the table. They're not going to lose those games like they did before. They're going to get back. Their strength of schedule is pretty good. It's solid. That loss to Georgia doesn't help, but Auburn is going to get back to where they need to be, and they're going to be a number six seed. Although a lot of bracketologists have Auburn as a number eight seed or even a number nine seed. But regardless, they're still going to be in this tournament. Your first four in. Might change because of that loss last night. When I did my bracketology yesterday, I did not factor in the games that took place last night. The only change, I took Texas out as a number 1 seed and I put Arizona in. North Carolina is in the first four in. Losing to Miami does hurt, but I still believe they're going to be in the first four in. So it's New Mexico, North Carolina, Kentucky, and Texas A&M. Boy, I tell you, that loss to Georgia for Kentucky Really hurts them. My first four out, Memphis, Wisconsin, Oregon, and Seton Hall. I really love college basketball around this time. As we wrap up the regular season, we get into conference tournament play. But it was 40 years ago, not to this day, but 40 years ago, where the Georgia Bulldogs were on top of the basketball world the Lady Bulldogs and Bulldogs both reached the Final Four in 1983. And even though Andy Landers reached the championship game a couple of times in his lustrous coaching career for the Lady Bulldogs, that Georgia Bulldogs team was very special. Led by head coach Hugh Durham, they were a number four seed. They had kind of a Cinderella story, but all the talk in 1983 was what NC State did against Phi Slamma Jamma in the championship game. In fact, they made a 30-for-30 about it. And NC State happened to knock off Georgia in the Final Four. But Georgia had a very good run beating St. John's in overtime and then beating North Carolina. This was a North Carolina team led by Michael Jordan. He scored 26 points in that game. Georgia beat North Carolina 82-77. to That Georgia team was special. I know that it was the year that Dominique Wilkins left for the NBA, but they had a very underrated point guard by the name of Vern Fleming who averaged 16.9 points a game. Georgia that year was 24-10, and and they would not see the success that they have had maybe the next time they actually made a deep run in the NCAA tournament was 1996 when they went to the Sweet 16 led by head coach Tubby Smith. But since then, the Georgia Bulldogs have not had that same success. But if you go to a basketball game at Stegman Coliseum and you happen to see that Final Four appearance hanging above the rafters, you know that this team was special. And Vern Fleming, the late Terry Fair, and James Banks were the big three that led the Georgia Bulldogs in the 1983 Final Four. Vern Fleming would go on, to play 12 seasons, 11 with the Indiana Pacers. He was the 18th overall pick in the 1984 NBA draft, and he averaged 11.3 points a game. He was a very underrated point guard that was a part of those Indiana Pacer teams with Reggie Miller and Rick Smits a little bit later in his NBA career. But yeah, the Georgia Bulldogs, this is 40 years. I can't believe it. Well, I'm hoping to have DJ Jones on the show on Friday. I know that he was a part of the campus of Georgia during that time, and I know that he's got some memories about those two Final Four teams for the Georgia Bulldogs. Well, it is Tuesday. It is time for the Chattahoochee Valley High School Scoreboard Show. We have state championship games in the state of Alabama, and we have region tournament play in the state of Georgia. Let's go ahead and start with Alabama. We're going to start with the girls 7A. As right now, in the regional semifinals, these games are going to be played on the 15th. That is tomorrow. The Auburn Lady Tigers are taking on Defein. And tip-off is going to be at 1 p.m. The Central Lady Red Devils are taking on the Foley Lions. That tip-off is actually at 10 o'clock a.m. tomorrow. And that will be... An awesome opportunity to see freshman phenom Jabria Lindsay. Now, the Auburn Lady Tigers have got an outstanding player, Brooke Holloman. And so good luck to both these schools in the Chattahoochee Valley as they begin the girls' 7A state tournament. Now let's go over to the boys' 7A state tournament. The Central Red Devils won 7A Area 4, the region championship over Auburn last week. So they get the number one seat. Tip-off will begin at 11.30 a.m. tomorrow as they are taking on the Trojans of Daphne. Meanwhile, the Auburn Tigers, the runners-up in Area 4, are taking on the Fairhope Pirates. Tip-off is at 2.30. Some of the other teams in 7A that are playing in the state tournament, including the defending champions from last year, the Enterprise Wildcats, they're in action taking on the Baker Hornets. In the other bracket, the Dothan Wolves taking on the Montgomery Vikings. Austin is taking on Hoover. Vestivia Hills is taking on Bob Jones. And then you also have Huntsville taking on Oak Mountain. And then Spain Park taking on Sparkman. Now let's go over to 6A, girls. The action got started yesterday as some of the scores. Park Crossing beat Stanhope Elmore. You have Carver-Montgomery beating Pike Road. Theodore beating Spanish Fort. So now you have the regional semifinal games. you got Theodore and Carver. McGill-Tulin taking on Park Crossing. You have Clay-Chalkville taking on Muscle Shoals. Mortimer taking on Hazel Green. Briarwood-Christian taking on Hillcrest. Pelham taking on Northridge. A.H. Parker taking on Shades Valley. And Huffman taking on Oxford. I don't recognize any schools in the Chattahoochee Valley for 6A boys. And the only school I recognize that could be considered the Chattahoochee Valley is Benjamin Russell. And Benjamin Russell is in action taking on Pelham. That will be tonight. Tip-off at 7. And some of the other teams, I'm recognizing some of the teams in Russell County's region, including Park Crossing. They are taking on Carver and Montgomery. Tip-off is tonight at 7. And you also have Pike Road taking on the Poets of Lanier. Now let's go over to 5A Girls, where the action took place yesterday. We still don't have a score with the Eufaula Tigers taking on the Carroll Eagles. I'll try to get a score as soon as I can. And then you have Central of Clay County beating Beauregard 44-39, And then you have Sylacauga beating the Valley Lady Rams 55-52. ARAB actually gets the win over Sardis, and they are going to take on Springville in the Northeast Regional Semifinal. In the other bracket, you have Southside Selma taking on Guntersville. And then you also have Jasper that's going to take on the winner of Madison Academy and Lawrence Academy. So that is 5A for the girls. Now let's go over to 5A for the boys, as we have the Ufala Tigers in action tonight, taking on Carroll. But also, the big story is the Valley Rams, 28-0, first region title since 2014, in action tonight, taking on Silicaga. Tip-off is at 7, as they try to make a run to win the state championship. Some of the other local teams in the Chattahoochee Valley include Central of Clay County taking on Tallahassee tonight. Now let's go over to the 4A girls. We were in action last night, and some of the notable scores include Prattville Christian beating Montevallo. They're getting ready to take on Hale County. You have Bibb County taking on Dora The Hanley Tigers, they got the big win yesterday, 56-43 over Jacksonville. And they are taking on Nota. And then Talladega is taking on New Hope. All right, let's go over to the 4A bracket for the boys. As the Hanley Tigers boys varsity basketball team is in action tonight, taking on Jacksonville. And some of the other notable teams include Andalzia, Booker T. Washington, and you got Booker T. Washington taking on Geneva tonight as well. All right, the 3A girls, some of the scores from last night's games, including Mobile Christian taking on Hillcrest. They won that game, and they will take on Houston Academy in the regional semifinals. Strawn taking on Pike County. You got midfield against Clements. Carbon Hill taking on Loradale. Sumter Central taking on Trinity Presbyterian. Southside Selma taking on St. James out of Montgomery. Glencoe, the Yellow Jackets taking on Susan Moore. And Otachi taking on Plainview. So looking up and down the list. Of three A, the only teams from the Chattahoochee Valley I see. Well, on the outskirts, Randolph County, they lost to Trinity Presbyterian seventy-three to sixteen, and then Lowerdale beat Dadeville fifty-seven to thirty-four. So let's go over to three A for the boys. All right, you got Cottage Hill taking on Strong. You have Houston Academy taking on Pike County. Hillcrest is taking on Mobile Christian. Op. Taking on Providence Christian. Midfield taking on Carbon Hill. Colbert County taking on Elkmont. Winfield taking on Childersburg. Lauderdale County taking on Phil Campbell. Thomasville taking on Southside of Selma. And then you got St. James taking on Randolph County. Sumter Central taking on Monroe County. Dadeville is taking on Trinity Presbyterian. Piedmont taking on Hoax Bluff. Susan Moore taking on Geraldine. Glencoe taking on Sachs. And Plainview taking on J.P. Bennington. Out of this list of the 3A boys in the state tournament, really only two teams stand out that are considered part of the Chattahoochee Valley, Randolph County and Dadeville. They're really on the outskirts of the Chattahoochee Valley. All right, 2A, and you know that I'm thinking of a team right now in 2A, which the action has already got underway. But the Lynette Lady Panthers, having a special season with a 20-2 record after winning their region, beating Horseshoe Bend last week. They are taking on Ranborn. Tip-off at 6 p.m. tonight in the 2A state playoffs for the girls. Now looking at the other games in the state playoffs for 2A, you have Laverne taking on Abbeville. Sullivan taking on Decatur, Highland Home is taking on the winner of Geneva County and GW Long, then you have Tuscaloosa taking on Cold Springs, Francis Marion taking on Locust Fork, and Pisgah is going to await the winner of Lynette and Ranburn. Also you have Pleasant Valley taking on Eider. Over in 1A, in the AHSAA State Playoffs, you have Leroy taking on Elba. These are regional semifinal games. Marengo is going to await the winner of Red Level and Floradia. Marion County taking on Shoals Christian. Addison is taking on Covenant, So, which that means... Congratulations to the Lochapoca Lady Indians for getting the fifty-eight to twenty-four win over Calhoun, and they will take on University Charter out of Livingston, Alabama, another team from the Chattahoochee Valley that is making a groundbreaking season for the Lochapoca Lady Indians. Yes, the polka way is working in basketball as well. Lociapoca with a 22-11 record. And finally, the boys 1A. Here are some of the scores that are going to be tipping off today. You have McIntosh taking on Southern Choctaw. Brantley taking on Pleasant Home. Choctaw County taking on Leroy. Red Level is taking on Floradia. Marion County taking on Addison. Hackleberg taking on Shoals Christian. Meek is taking on Lynn. Covenant Christian taking on Vena. Atugaville taking on Notasauga. That tip-off is going to be at 7 tonight. R.C. Hatch is taking on Pickens County. And Lochapoka taking on Calhoun. That tip-off is also going to be at 7. Holy Spirit taking on Keith. Faith Christian taking on Raglan. Spring Garden taking on Oakwood Adventures. And Appalachian taking on Winterbro. Skyline is taking on Cedar Bluff. Only two teams in 1A that I would consider part of the Chattahoochee Valley would be Notasauga and Lochapoca, both in the same region. Good luck to both teams. We covered a lot in Alabama. Now, let's go over to Georgia. Because we have region tournament play that actually kicked off yesterday. Starting with Cairo, the Syrup Makers beat the Hardaway Hawks 63-60 to to advance in the region tournament for 4A area 1 they will take on the number 1 seed Bainbridge that's hosting this region tournament and in the other bracket you have Shaw taking on Westover that won't happen until Wednesday Troop County Tigers they get a big win over North Clayton 75 to 70 last night and Troop County they are squared off against their big rival today, the LaGrange Grangers, in the whitewater bracket for the GHSA. Some of the other scores from yesterday, St. Ampicelli, they picked up their 20th victory of the season, beating Strong Rock Christian on the road, 77-31. to They've got one more regular season game before they get ready for area tournament play. In the G.I.A.A. playoffs. And another game. The Callaway Cavaliers. Get the victory over McNair. So looking at some of the action. That is coming up. In region tournaments. For the state of Georgia. You have some action tonight. Including Schley County. Is taking on Manchester. You have Taylor County. Taking on Greenville. Kendrick is in action tonight taking on Southwest. Kendrick got the number two seed in the region that will be played on the campus of Spencer High School. The Kendrick Cherokees are led by their star player, Quentin Walcott, who averages 20.7 points a game. They had an eight and six record in their region. Taking on Southwest tonight. So good luck to the Kendrick Cherokees against Southwest. You have the Columbus Blue Devils taking on Crisp County tonight. And then the Carver Tigers taking on Thomasville. Looking at some of the other action tonight. Harris County is taking on Drew in their play-in game. Heard County is taking on Temple. Some of the action that's taking place on February the 15th include the Shaw Raiders taking on Westover. And Northside is taking on Northgate. There has never been a time to pay attention to high school basketball than this week. This is going to be the busiest week in high school basketball. I know we had a busy week last week because Glenwood won the state championship. But you've got state tournaments in Alabama. You've got area tournaments in Georgia. And so, looking at the schedule, you know, and this is according to Max Preps, I've got the tournament schedule that's happening. So, February 21st and 22nd will be the first round of the state tournaments, followed by February 24th and 25th. That is the second round. The quarterfinals are February 28th and March 1st. The final four is going to take place on March the 3rd and the 4th, and then the state championship games will be spread out throughout March the 8th all the way up until March the 11th so by March 11th we will have a state champion for all the classes some of the teams in West Georgia that are favorites to make it all the way to the state championship and win it all include the Spencer Greenway for 2A and then the St. Apicelli Vikings for the GIAA So I can't wait to see what high school basketball plays out this season. And like I've said before, I am available to fill in when needed. I've already applied for the NFHS Network. I know that they are calling games as we speak. And I've expressed a ton of interest just to work with them. And also, if Thrift Barringer's calling a game and if he ever needs me, you know I'm going to be there because what he does, does a great, phenomenal job at calling the games. I know. It seems like I'm jumping around all over this place. But I'm going to bring it back to the NBA because last night, as I listened to the Atlanta Hawks game, I got to admit, I was very disappointed because this is one of those games that they should win. You're taking on a Charlotte Hornets team. Has a 16 and 42 record. They lose to the Charlotte Hornets last night, 144 to 138. The first question that came to my mind: Where was the defense? Lamelo Ball had 30 points and 15 assists. Terry Rozier had 29 points. All the starters for the Charlotte Hornets seemed like they were all stars. I know that Trey Young had 25 points. They did not have John Collins, and maybe they lost that defensive presence. But Sadiq Bay. Making his Hawks debut with 12 points. Not bad at all for the Atlanta Hawks player that got acquired from the Detroit Pistons. Looking at the other scores in the NBA last night, the Golden State Warriors beat the Wizards 135 to 126. You had the Knicks beating the Nets 124 to 106, and I called it. I believe the Nets are going to find a way to not make the playoffs. I think that they're going to start losing because they have given up on the season. Cleveland just continues to win. They beat the Spurs 117 to 109. And the Lakers losing to the Portland Trailblazers 127 to 115. The Lakers are now 26 and 32. Damian Lillard had 40 points. And here's another team that can't play defense for some reason. When will the switch be flipped for the Lakers? Because right now, with Utah winning and Golden State winning. And Portland right now would be the 11th seed. The Lakers are just distancing themselves further and further from that play-in game. And if they truly are a championship contender, like the media says they are when they are fully healthy, they win games like this. They win games when LeBron is out of the lineup. And they're just not getting it done. And I don't see a path for the Lakers to make the playoffs. I believe the Lakers are going to miss out on the playoffs. All right, one more sports story that actually broke before I was getting ready to get off the air. Georgia's offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, has accepted a position to be the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, I do believe this is a big loss for Georgia. But if Georgia's going to be the next Alabama, it doesn't matter if they lose coordinators because they're going to plug and play Kirby Smart's system and they find a way to get it done just like when Nick Saban kept losing coordinators left and right. I mean, 2015, he had the greatest coaching staff ever assembled. But he's able to find a way to get new coordinators in the system. And that's what Georgia's going to do here. My big concern about Georgia going into 2023, whether the starting quarterback is Carson Beck or Brock Vandegrift or Gunnar Stockton, that leadership from Stetson Bennett, they are going to miss it. They Even though they're going to have talent, I think that the Georgia Bulldogs, they don't take a step back. I just don't see them winning a third straight national championship. Nobody in the history of college football has ever three-peated since the sport's existence. It is going to be absolutely difficult for Georgia to three-peat. Will they still be irrelevant? Yes. Will they make it to the college football playoff? Possibly. They have a very easy schedule next year. Oh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait for the spring game. The G-Day game in April. It's going to be a lot of fun. We shall see. All right. The Columbus-Georgia Vipers. They are in action this Sunday at 4 p.m. at the KBW Gymnasium. They are 11-1 and overall, leading the PBA Southeast Division. And they are just two games away from the playoffs. They are taking on the Madison County Mambas. You don't want to miss it. Come on out to the KBW Gymnasium to see the Columbus Georgia Vipers and their talented point guard, the Kendrick alum, the guest who's been on this show twice, point guard Cortez Chaney. I think I might just go to that game because I want to see the Columbus Georgia Vipers in action And that is going to be a lot of fun. And their owner actually reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to be the public address announcer for some games. And I said, sure, why not? Some action also on Friday is the debut of the newly formed outdoor soccer team out of LaGrange. Legends FC will take on the Columbus Rapids FC. This is not a soccer team affiliated with the indoor soccer team in Columbus. But they're going to be at the Opelika Sports Complex this Friday night at 7.30. For tickets, go to the website legendsfc-upsl.com for tickets. This is going to be at the Opelika Sportsplex, field number three, the Legends FC making their debut in LaGrange. Wow, we have had a great show. This is a little bit of a condensed show for the radio station because, once again, I did not have a guest today. But I do have some exciting guests that are on the way, including Kate Norum. She's going to be on the show this week. DJ Jones from Sports Vision is going to be on the show this week. And I'd like to get Thrift Barringer on as well. That would be awesome if we can do a crossover show, Sports Visions and the Sports Beat. I mean, we almost have the same exact logo. I'm just kidding. No, I really, oh man, I am really, truly honored and blessed. I'm humbled that I get to be a part of this extraordinary sports lineup. And I thank everybody who has listened to the show and has downloaded the podcast and subscribed to the YouTube and Facebook channel. as we get into baseball season as well, I got a lot of shows in store for you, and I cannot wait to bring it all to you. And I also have a special announcement on the show. I'm really excited about that. My former broadcast partner and co host, Corey Bank, he is going to return on the sports beat. I'm going to try to get him on next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then. The live show I normally do at Ivy Park is going to be moved to the Columbus Civic Center for next week as we preview that upcoming game against the Tampa Bay Strikers, the men and the women's team at the Columbus Civic Center, February the 22nd, year two in the NISL. It just doesn't get any better than this. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.